Five o'clock in Pirate Country, and 94.3 The Game is going to get you home with the P-Man. In five, four, three, two, one. Lock it in. Turn it up. It's time for the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. This is the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. Hey, Ben, by the way, Ben Byron over there. Hey, Ben. You strike me as a Myrtle guy. No, I hate Myrtle Beach. You hate Myrtle Myrtle Beach? Myrtle Beach stinks. North Carolina all the way. C-squared Myrtle Beach? Yeah. I've never minded Myrtle Beach. I've always, you know, I I don't know if I could be, but like in little bits and pieces, right? Yeah, I mean, there's something to do there. Oh, no, there's plenty to do there. A lot of it's not good, but there is plenty to do there. But I mean, I don't know if I could do like a whole week. I've done a couple golf weekends and a little, you know, kind of come in for a day or a night or two. Yeah, I mean, they got like a hundred plus golf courses. That's yeah. right up your alley right there. Yeah. So down in uh, Myrtle Beach, in fact, at Myrtle Beach State Park, and this is going uh, hashtag viral, but there's a rattlesnake in the surf this morning or oh, this afternoon beach. or something. Yeah. That was yesterday afternoon. It was a little hot out there. No, oh, it was cooling off. like today it was Africa hot. I mean, it was just, it was like the uh, being on safari today. It was so brutal and it rained here a few minutes ago, right? Like an hour ago. Yeah. And it got all the way down to 85 from like 119 to 85. There we go. Oh, it's just going to jump back up, though. It's well, gonna no, get it's going to get even. It's going to get more humid, and your yeah. clothes are going to stick to you now. But what about that? A rattlesnake in the a rattler in the water. In nature's healing, <laughs> I suppose. I suppose. You know, I think back to when I was uh, a lot younger, and I probably go to the beach a lot more now. Not enough, but I go more now than I did, obviously, uh, when I was a younger guy. Yeah. But I do remember as a kid going, and I remember I'd be out there to like my neck and didn't think a thing about it. Oh, yeah. I loved it. I want to go as far out as possible. You probably still do because you're young and. No, no. I, I barely get in the water. To be Is honest, that right? Nowadays, yeah. But I think about that and I think I would like if I go above kind of like my ankle, I get a little nervous that something's going to attack me. You ain't got the shark tracker app. I got a shark tracker. Do app. you have one? Yeah, yeah. There's like three or four. Of Is them it a legit of- one? Yeah, I mean they they like track they like put these little chips on these sharks and track them. But I mean they're not they haven't chipped every shark, Ben. Not every shark, but you get a good idea. I mean, if there's sharks in the area, there's probably more sharks in the area. What are you basing that on? All right, so I equate one shark to about ten sharks. Ah, there you go in the area. One is one chip shark equals ten total sharks. Yeah, and I have no idea if they're pack fishes or whatever, but you know, I it's I think it's safe to assume they are. I don't know. I doubt it because you're kind of their predators are kind of out. You know. Yeah. May, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they don't. They it's don't every. Seem like they it's every. Share. It's every shark for themselves. I would think. It's a shark eat shark world. In that respect, it probably is. But I got to think though. That, all right. Well, what have you got? All these shark apps, or just like one shark? Oh, uh, just one. Is it the Cadillac of shark apps, or is it? Oh yeah, of- this is dude. They got whales, turtles, gators. There was a shark in a lake somewhere. Can you? Uh, 
Can you send me this? Send me the Shark Tracker app? Yeah, because I want to get this. I want to put this on my new phone. It's called Shark Track or okay. Tracker. Well, yeah. You think I'm going to remember that? Shark Tracker? Never will I remember that. You need to text it to me. Really? All right. All right. I'll text it to you. They got seals? You text me something yesterday, and I kept thinking to myself, boy, there's something Ben sent me I need to check. And I was looking everywhere for it. And it finally dawned on me today, Ben sent me a text. I'm going to, and I, and cause I read like the first line of the text and you, I didn't read the rest yeah, of it. You're the type that responds in your own head and thinks that you right. responded. I, yes. I do that. I've been yeah. known to do that a lot. Oh, so. you do it a lot. You, you just don't <laughs> respond in your own head or otherwise you just don't respond. Um, Hey, welcome in everybody. Boy, it is warm out there. We've got quite a, a show for you today. I'm excited, uh, for a couple of reasons. We've got a new TV in the studio, so we're you know, we're tricking some things out ahead of the uh, football season. Oh, it looks amazing! Looks legit. I love the fact too that we have a, a four-year-old game on. This is great. Thanks for thanks for. Well, it was a couple months old, but you know, it's still something. It's some kind of sports. <laughs> but this hey, is... I mean, this guy didn't know how to use the clicker. I mean, I, I no yeah. this this you thing were is... showing your age earlier. I was. I was like, whose fo- whose tablet is this? And that's. Yeah. It's a remote, Patrick. That, or the clicker, as you would that call That was it. an older age <laughs> the clicker. Is, I don't think I called it the clicker. I think you said. Oh, you were going to call it the clicker. You said sure. you said I was going to call it the clicker. You're trying I to put money on it. That you're you're trying to clicker. make me out to be older than I, I am. You're trying to make me out to be somebody's grandpa. Deep down, I was thinking to myself, I was about to tell Chris, I was like, man, do you know Patrick's getting old. <laughs> <laughs> He's getting old over here. Uh, beats the alternative, boys. Beats the alternative. Sure. There you go. Um, let's see here. Uh, we've got uh, a couple of uh, little tidbits uh, to tell you about. Ben will have a further update this on this later in the show. Uh, but uh, the young man, Bird, who uh, was the ECU baseball prospect, uh, set to have surgery today. It got delayed yesterday, as we told you, uh, to today. And uh, I guess the update as of an hour or so ago is that it wasn't quite happening at the time they thought, but they were, they felt like he was going to have surgery on his right leg today. So, uh, that's the update, uh, there as far as that goes. Uh, we got some confirmation on a couple of things. Obviously tomorrow, it, we should have done a pirate report thing here. Cause I, I'm just, this is kind of a pirate report. Well, we can do it right update. now. Yeah. Want... Let's go ahead and do it right now. So we can get that uh, piece of business taken care of. So here's today's pirate report. And now, Patrick Johnson with today's Pirate Report on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. So the uh, couple dates have kind of come out. And uh, one of the things was um, tomorrow, of course, is AAC Media Days. And I guess this is going to be on ESPN+. Plus. Is that correct, Ben? Yep. So if you are so inclined to watch it, tomorrow at 10.05, Commissioner Mike Oresco speaks. And then at 10.30, uh, Houston. Coach Houston, yep. Holt Nailers, and uh, Miles, Barry. Miles Berry. We get first right of refusal. We'll speak right off the jump. So we'll have uh, some of that on social media for you tomorrow, I'm sure, but we'll also have what they and the commissioner had to say tomorrow on the Patrick Johnson Show. And I'm thinking Friday, among other things, we'll kind of break down what we're going to do otherwise, uh, or we're we're, we're going to break down the other stuff from the uh, from the other coaches and players. Uh, probably not a ton from the players. Maybe Tanner Mordecai or somebody like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Face of the conference, pretty right. much. Yeah, Mordecai kind of is this year, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I'd say there's no debate about it. Yeah. So that's what we'll do. Uh, 
for the rest of the week. All AAC media days all the time uh, here on the Patrick Johnson Show. Might have a guest Friday, too. We'll see. Know a little more about Friday's show after today, but uh, that's our plan, and I think that'll be interesting. And what we maybe don't have time to get to tomorrow from ECU, we'll get to uh, Friday. The other uh, important date, of course, as everybody knows, Meet the Pirates is scheduled for August 20th. That is a Saturday. Well, we are going to be uh, doing an annual tradition. That's also the day they're going to have ECU Media Day. It'll be at 1.30. So uh, for at least an hour, we'll be on the air, maybe a little more, on that uh, Saturday for ECU Media Day with uh, Coach Houston's comments. We'll have some conversations with the assistants, conversations with the players. We'll have our guys there, too, getting some one-on-ones. And it'll be a big old, grand old, fun time. So there, there we go. go. Yeah. That's Always the, a good time. That's the big thing in today's Pirate Report. They'll even let you talk to the water boy if you want to. Well, I think we're on a, it's going to be a little tighter schedule. I talked to Malcolm today. And uh, it's they've, the coach has kind of allotted a, a certain amount of time for this. Okay. All right. I yeah. like it. And I told him, I said, you know, obviously we were talking about certain guys. I said, well, and I'll, I'll just say, Holton, this is some boring stuff that nobody wants to know about. I said, you know, we did have that really long extended sit down with Holton. Uh, Holton, and, I, and I'm fine to... You know, we'll talk to him. Obviously, you want to. But if we don't, that's okay. Plus, he's going to be Friday at... Where are you all going on Friday for the uh, for the morning show? Where they're they? going to uh, CD's Grill. CD's Grill. So, they're going to be at CD's Grill. Um, and, and Holt Naylor's will be there. Is he doing a signing there? Doing a the signing NIL there stuff? that day, yeah. yeah. NIL stuff, talk of the town. So, that might be some stuff. We'll have some stuff from too, as well. If uh, And I'm sure Henry will interview him. So we'll have some of that for you as well. There you go. There you go. Uh, excited about our guest today, bottom of the hour. Uh, we're going to talk to the legendary Daryl Harrison. Well, he's here already. I, I guess he just showed up. Well, people yeah. do arrive before the, yeah. before the interview. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that happens. People get excited. But we're going to have uh, Hawk do a couple things with uh, social media here before we get going. And then bottom of the hour, we're going to get him in to be uh, on the air with us. Uh, I got a couple of cuts here. I think we'll wait for this next segment because I think what we're going to do now is grab a break. Uh, going to break, we have a Chico's gift card to give away. $25. Wow, $25 Chico's gift card to caller three if you're inclined. 252-561-GAME. 252-561-4263. If you are caller three, you will be the winner of our Chico's gift card, and we may even discuss it some things with you on the other side. A uh, winner of uh, a Chico's gift card will be Caller 3. Be good to Ben. He'll be good to you. 252-561-GAME, 561-4263. More of the Patrick Johnson Show is coming up. On your flagship home of Pirate Football. 94.3 The Game. Greenville's number one sports show is back. Understand? Yeah, I understand. No, lady. Yeah, I'm ready. It's the Patrick Johnson Show on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. 94.3 The Game. I feel good. I knew that I wouldn't. You feeling like an old guy today, Ben? It's 
dance the Watusi later on? Oh, what? You don't like James Brown? Not an old. No, JB's fine. I think the show, uh, the song I started off with wasn't too old, was it? It's just very dance oriented today. Okay. Maybe I'm in a dancing mood. Are you in a dancing mood? Yeah, I got my Hey Dudes on. I don't know if those are dancing Ah. shoes or not, but. No, those are old old people's shoes. Oh, really? My father in law wears them. Darn. And he's not young. I'm not hip to the fashion, as you know. They're comfortable, I hear, though. Oh, they're great. They're awesome. You know, I, I made the conscientious decision years ago for a number of reasons that I was not going to tie shoes anymore. I think that's a, a great One, I'm idea. lazy and fat. That's one, that's one thing. Oh, I just like to slip shoes on. Two, the concept of shoelaces is kind of, they're kind of disgusting if you think about it, the concept of them. Yeah, I mean, nobody ever changes their shoelaces either. I mean, it's just the same you get right. with the shoes. And they drag the floor and... Yeah. So, and you know, I don't like germs. Yeah. No, hey, it makes sense. So I went to the decision that every... And so everything is slip on. I, I think you need to get Hey Dudes. I think you need to give it a shot. They're affordable. They're very stylish. Are they? I, I think, yeah, I think they're great. They have any dressy Hey Dudes or are they just a cash? I think they have some that they do up a little right? bit. Yeah, that can kind of work with anything. Can you text me this also? Yeah, yeah, I got like you. Like with the shark I'm a personal assistant now. <laughs> Put it all in a big, big text. Well, there's a separate text because then I'll get confused. What do they call them? Concierge or something? I'm People not, that plan yeah, out the trip? Yeah, I yeah. think you, I, I need a concierge. I'd love yeah. a concierge. Yeah. And then help me figure out this clicker and I think we'll be fine. I think we'll be great. I, be honest with you, I was having a hard time to click. I know you were down, you yeah. were in here talking about this high tech <laughs> remote trash like, the whole time yeah, while trying like, to figure it out. Right, you, and, and, and this was like this was like someone trying. This was like me trying to launch a rocket into space. Is what you were doing? Hey, I, th- I think I figured it out quicker than you would have figured it out. Oh, I I had no idea. All right, uh, our winner of the Chico's gift card is Chris, who's in Winterville. Chris, thank you for uh, calling. Congratulations! Thanks for listening. And uh, congratulations on getting the Chicos. You know, we from time to time, when we give something away, we like to have the uh, the folks, uh, you know, have a moment to say something. Kind of an open line, because I'm astonished anybody would listen to, to my show, yet uh, call in. Uh, so, you know, I like to give you a chance to say something publicly here. And as long as you don't get a suit or, or kicked off the air, I think you're, you're, it's kind of carte blanche here. It's free uh, to whatever you want to say. So do, do you have any questions well, or do you have any questions for Ben? You know, he's a man about town. He's a young bachelor. Do you have any statements you'd like to make? I any bold I, proclamations? I, anything. I, it's, the, I, the floor is yours. I, Hang on, Chris. The floor is yours now. All right. The only thing I'd like to say is you do need to try some Hey Dude. There we go. You, See, you I got, got an endorsement. Hey Dude shoes. Gotcha. You're, you're just, um, you're way behind on them. See, I, I wear the... Um, what are these? I don't even know what these are. Flip flops? No, 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 no flip flops. Come on, not man. here. I don't wear flip flops here. Uh, the Skechers. I wear the Skechers. <sighs> oh, yeah, that's God. not that's not good. You're way yeah. behind. Yeah, that's just, not good. That, but the Skechers are very comfortable. Yeah, Hey Dudes are I comfortable. Understand. The Hey Dude seems to me like kind of an outdoor beachy kind of shoe. No, I mean it works with anything. I mean I've worn right? with dressy type clothes. I've worn just kind of going about town. You know, is that right? Yeah. How do the how do not that I need to worry about this, but how do the ladies respond to the hate? Dude? I, I don't think they they're used to it. They don't mind it. I mean everybody wears them. So Chris, would you be considered old? I don't even have to give your age, but I mean, are you are you kind of a younger guy or uh, or, or kind of a middle aged guy or older I, guy? I've got both of you. I, I've got you by several years. I think. I'd guess that's the, so. I don't want to say I'm old. I'm actually having a birthday tomorrow. Oh really? Ah, there you go. Happy yeah. birthday. What, hey, what are you I'll getting? I'll be 49 what, tomorrow. Oh, that's not too bad. What are you getting for your uh, birthday? Some hey dudes? 
Um, I don't know. It just uh, I, if I can get this gift certificate to uh, and, and get my wife a couple margaritas, who knows? Oh, whoa! Hey now! Hey now! Hey dude! All right. Exactly. I, I hey got dude you. Be off. I, I look. That's a good birthday. That's a good birthday. There you go. All right. Absolutely. Uh, Enjoy the show very hey, much. Thank you very much, Chris. Congratulations. Happy birthday to you. And uh, we'll uh, thank you. we'll get you set up with the gift card. So there you go. Absolutely. All right. Thank Take you. care, buddy. Chris has got a game plan. He's got a game plan. I, I'm telling you, the hey dudes are the move right now. I'd give it a shot when you go to the beach. They're cheap. I, max are $40. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's well, not Jill's, a bad investment. Jill's pushed for me to wear some. But I, I don't know if it's a thing like my like I said my father in law wears them I and you kind of think yeah you want to be like the old the old man you I've wanna... seen people of all ages wear them when I was getting my newest pair I'm wearing right now there was an old man that was in his eighties getting some so right. yeah didn't make me feel great but then I saw another young buck come up and grab some so it's like all right all right it balances it out you know anybody can wear them I got you so the uh, commissioner of the Big Ten was talking about expansion conference expansion but also playoff expansion. So this is Kevin Warren on what he had to say, uh, I guess, at Big Ten Media Day yesterday or today, one, uh, about the – because all of a sudden now everybody's talking 16. Now that we're going to have the mega conferences, oh, 16 would be great. You know, couldn't do 16 before. No way in hell we could have four rounds of this thing. Oh, no, no, no. Well, it just means with expansion, it's more SEC schools and Big Ten schools in the playoffs. Well, that's what they think, yeah. That's what they believe will happen, and that's what probably most years will happen. But Kevin Warren, we're not here for an education. We're not here for the pursuit of a student-athlete. Yeah. We're here for cash. Kevin Warren. Is that right number? We'll figure it out. I'm confident we will get college football playoff expansion resolved. I still feel strongly that we need to open it up to have multiple media partners um, that we need to have from a college football playoff standpoint. Uh, we need to take a holistic view. We need to make sure we protect some of the critical bowl relationships. And um, so as we work through all these, whether it's automatic qualifier, whatever the case may be, I'm confident as we get these new individuals in the room, get these issues on the table, that we'll be able to reach some resolution. And again, make sure we ask ourselves the right question for the right reasons at the right time for our student athletes and our fans. But I look forward to the day that we can expand the college football playoff, and I'm confident that it will happen. They have not talked about 16. I mean, I've heard... Some media nerds talk about 16. That was more just gushing or like kind of dreaming or well, fantasy. Yeah. It was, type it, stuff it's there. what makes sense. But everybody was saying, well, six, eight, 12. And eight and 12 was really what you kind of heard, right? Eight or 12. Yeah. Yeah. Occasionally six from those that really didn't want to. I think eight's a good start. That's realistic. I think it's a good starting point. But Kevin Warren, back for more cash once. Now he did. Did he say this in there? Because I kind of I've heard that clip so many times today. I sort of zoned it out there because I was doing some other things. I'm not sports and sports hosting hard enough, I guess. Sports yeah, you don't love enough. sports. Yeah, I don't love it. Yeah. So, but he did. Was that the cut where he said open it up to other broadcasts? Did he say that in that? Ben apparently wasn't paying attention <laughs> either. But I did hear him say at some point that the idea was, you know, this just does not need to be an ESPN. Sort of like the NFL does. Yeah. You have different networks showing different games. And if I'm one of the, if I'm Fox, now, of course, it makes sense the Big Ten wants this because they're Fox. Yep. But if I'm Fox, I want this. 
If I'm ESPN, CBS, you know, whoever. Well, yeah, I guess it depends on what CBS will end up doing. Yeah, yeah, if I'm CBS, uh, would it be CB in the running for any of this? ABC? NBC. NBC. Ah, do they usually do college football? Well, they do Notre Dame. Yeah. Uh, Probably uh, not. Probably not, yeah. Probably not. I mean, what are they going to do? Air Notre Dame losing in the college football playoffs for the sixth straight year? Who knows? Who knows? Um, so 16 was the number. And then the commissioner of the MAC on a, on a uh, radio interview, his name's John Steinbrecher. George Steinbrenner? Steinbrenner? No, no. Steinbrenner? No. no huh? Not George Steinbrenner. Uh, but Commissioner Steinbrecher says, you know, the MAC. Now it says here has no plans for expansion. Was this the cut? What did, all right, well, let's just play the cut here because. What I heard him saying earlier today was, yeah, let's expand it to 16. It makes let, sense, yeah. And let's give every champion an automatic qualifier like they do in the NCAA basketball. Really, the NCAA does in every other yeah. tournament. You well, get an automatic qualifier. If I'm the Matt Commissioner, that's what I want. That makes the most sense. If I'm Mike Oresco, that's what I want. Exactly, yeah. So this is, this is strange. And yeah. I think it makes the most sense, but... There's no way in blue hell that the Big Ten, the SEC, and, and maybe to a lesser extent, the other conferences are going to agree to this. And yeah, let's be real. Is, is anybody from the MAC really making any noise in a college football playoff? But that would be the fun part about it. it yeah. Would be, I, no, I agree. I it agree. would be great. All right. So Just devil's advocate. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. But did did you think that St. Peter's would make any noise in the NCAA tournament? I did not. And they, they got pretty far So with right. their high school gym. All right, here is uh, the commissioner of the MAC on expansion. We have tremendous geography, right? It's, it works. Uh, our culture and our philosophies are very well aligned, and we're very protective of that. I guess I'll tell you. Maybe. All right, all right. Yeah, he's talking about expanding the MAC. Who gives a damn? <laughs> he said, uh, so he said today, that wasn't the clip I was looking for, but that's fine. He said earlier today that he was looking and this was on a radio interview, so it's phone audio, that he, if we're going to expand the playoff, it needs to be a representative playoff where you get, what is it, 10 conferences now at the FCS level? You get Anyway, everybody gets an automatic qualifier. I don't know if that's going to be... I mean, nobody... It's a quaint thought. I like the thought, but nobody's going to go for that. Nobody's going to go for that. Yeah, I mean, Boise State, I guess, is just going to get in every year. Are they still in the MAC? Boise State? No, Ben, they're in the um, the Mountain West. Oh, okay. They're not in the MAC. So who's They've in the never... MAC? Who's in the MAC that's going to make any noise? Tuesday in night action, like Ohio, Kent and State, Kent State, and the, uh, those games are fun, Ben. Action. <sighs> I mean, they're high scoring, I guess. But you don't think you don't think that. The champion of the American should have a seat at the table. I think the champion of the American should. Okay, but I I, I think the, How about Mac, the fun belt. Max, the champion of the fun belt, have a, a seat at the table. The, the sun belt is getting better. I mean, it's got pretty good competition in How there. How about the Mountain West? Should the champion of the Mountain West have a seat at the, that, that? No, that's going to be Boise or San Diego State. No, I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. All right. I don't know how you would work it out, but I just I think well, they're not the gonna, Mac and the Mountain West is a little bit of a stretch. They're not going to do AQ, so it doesn't matter. I mean, are we throwing in the Big South? No, 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 but you would throw in CUSA if they're still around. 
Uh, yeah, fair the enough. The commissioner of the MAC thinks it's better for equity, and well, I understand wait, that. Wait, 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 wait. The CUSA now, with the, with the way it's changed, you would you would throw them in there? I don't know. I mean, there's it's kind of bummy now, to be quite honest. Conference USA is really struggling when it came to this whole expansion and realignment. Um, they pulled schools from D2 and 1A. Yeah. All right. Well, let's... Uh, Let's grab a, uh, a a break here, and we'll bring in our guest, uh, the great Daryl Hawk Harrison. Before we go to break, let's go get uh, him, and then let's uh, get Ben Byram up here with a 94-3 the game sports update. Here is the one, the only, Ben B-Baby Byram, and then we'll talk to the award-winning legendary Daryl Hawk Harrison in studio with us. Here he is in a minute after Ben. An update this morning from ECU baseball signee Parker Bird. According to Parker's mom's social media post, Bird was unable to have surgery on Tuesday to his right leg. Mitzi Bird posted that Parker's hemoglobin levels was too low to safely operate yesterday. And as he expected to have surgery sometime later today, we do not know the surgery. We do know the surgery is yet to happen, but we'll keep you posted on our social media at 943thegame on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. In the meantime, East Carolina sophomore kicker Owen Daffer has been named for the 2022 Luke Rosa Place Kicker Award watch list. Of course, the award recognizes the top collegiate place kicker in the country. And for the seventh straight year, the East Carolina baseball team received the American Baseball Coaches Association Team Academic Excellence Award after getting a cumulative GPA of 3.47. And for the fourth time in program history, East Carolina has been named the Intercollegiate Women's Lacrosse Coaches Association Honor Squad. That's a mouthful. To qualify as an academic honor squad, teams must post a 3.0 or a higher team GPA for the academic year. Panthers training camp is in full swing and Sam Darnold says he's ready for competition. The quarterback spoke to reporters and said he's cool with battling with newly acquired quarterback Baker Mayfield for the starting job. Cool. Um, you know, I'm sure, um, you know, competing and, you know, when things start rolling in training camp, um, you know, it's just going to be fun. You know, it's going to, we're going to be able to compete and, and uh, have fun with it. But at the end of the day, you know, this is a business and um, we both take our craft and what we do very seriously. Coach Matt Rule said he won't put a deadline for naming a starter and he wants to avoid making rash judgments as training camp progresses. Meanwhile, Janesville's U14 softball team wins the Babe Ruth World Series title for their division, defeating Mad Beach Riptide of Florida 7-3 in the championship game earlier today. Chocowinity's 16U All-Star team claims the Babe Ruth Softball World Series championship after a lights-out performance by pitcher Jaden Clark, allowing two hits. While Chocowinity's offense did the rest of a 15-0 victory over JPRD West. Chakawinney finished the tournament on a seven-game winning streak after dropping the opener in the tournament at JPRD West 7-3 last Friday in full play. And Greenville Little League's 8-10-year-old Tar Heel team has won the 2022 Tournament of State Champions, beating Taylor, South Carolina 8-2 earlier today in Wilson. Tar Heel broke it 2-2, or broke it 2-2 in the fifth inning with a huge six-run flame to claim or frame to claim the championship. Tar Heel claims its third 8-10-year-old title after winning in 2017 and 2019. That's going to do it for your 94 through the game sports update. I've been Byron Moore with the P-Man and the other stuff this week. Time out here on the Patrick Johnson Show. The pitch. More of the Patrick Johnson Show is coming up. That ball is gone. On your flagship home of Pirate Baseball. 94-3, the game. 
Pirates, Panthers, the P-Man. Oh, my. More of the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game right now. I go on and on. Can't understand how I last so long. Obviously a uh, a song requested by our guest now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think he requested it. Yeah, for the whistle. Uh, the legendary. Oh, I ah, there we go. Ben always does a theme. This song called "Blow the Whistle." Okay, good. Yeah, news. yeah. Let's get that mic a little closer. Yeah, there he is, right there. Very good, Ben. Thank you, sir. The legendary Daryl Hawk Harrison is in the studio with us. I like this guy. He's like gassing me up before you. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Many years of dealing with football coaches, he knows how to schmooze somebody, and then. He's gonna he's gonna make a call they're not gonna like. So that's that's part of the uh, that was part of no it. question. It's a relationship business. It is. Yeah. You're working to keep from throwing the flag. So years uh, and years ago, you played football at ECU. We're gonna talk about that. I want all the the dirt on the Big Hen. Okay. Because he claims you guys were like tight in college, and I, I'm guessing he was a nerd following around a jock. Is what I'm guessing. Well, I don't know about that. But uh, so we're gonna get some stuff on that. Uh, but you received a pretty cool honor. From uh, the Dooley chapter uh, of the, the uh, NFF, yeah, and it was for amateur football and, and kind of the the guy who has advanced that. What exactly? What is the? Well, I got the award here. Contribution to amateur football award. Outstanding contribution to amateur football award. And this, and so, if you read the list of who got this, who's gotten this? I mean, it's there's some pretty impressive names on it. Yeah, it's amazing. But that happened last Friday. It did. Up in Raleigh. That was pretty cool. It was really nice that they missed two sweets there in Cary. And I tell you, Patrick, I was blown away when they called me. And a big guy, Matt Maloney, called me and said, I need your football bio. You've been nominated for an award. It wasn't specific. And so I sent it to him. And then uh, about a uh, week or so later, he says, well, you, you and your son, Lucas, need to be in Cary on the 22nd. I said, well, I guess that. Uh, sounds pretty positive. So, <laughs> so we went, and I'm telling you, it was first class event. And uh, John Gilbert and Coach Houston and Big Guy and uh, Drew Muller, all those yeah. guys treated me great, and my son. And I went up with Greg Steele and a couple of his buddies. So we oh, okay, we had a great time. It was first class event. <clears throat> excuse me. And they do it to uh, uh, for a lot of purposes, but one of them is raising money for they give away yeah. uh, uh, student athletes. They give funds to help them get through school they give them scholarships and exactly. that kind of thing yeah exactly. uh, and it's the national football foundation it's the bill dooley chapter right uh it seems like every year there's uh some kids from the east that are always right. on the uh nominee list or even right. win it and get some money uh and then uh that's also the event where they talk to the three triangle coaches in the acc the central coach and then the ecu coach exactly and it's kind of uh kind of like a touchdown club setting yeah and uh, it's a preseason thing they've been doing for years and years and years yeah and it's a really cool event. I've covered it in the past, and it's it is a lot of fun to to go and do that. And uh, it's a huge room too. I mean, a lot. Oh of my gosh! Very well attended. Yes, it was. I, I was uh, uh, excited and nervous, and uh, <laughs> all at the same time. Um, but it was really a tremendous honor, and they handled it uh, very well. The other uh, Eastern North Carolina winner was the family. The fellow just passed, um, Warnham, Sam Warnham, I believe it was. Yeah. And okay. his family was there, and he uh, he. Uh, Got a, a more significant award, obviously, and well-deserved, right. and his family was there. First-class folks, very genuine, and uh, it was a good time. 
Well, congratulations to you. Thank you. What a nice honor to receive, and, and to do it uh, in such a contemporary setting, too. Right. Because you have all the current football coaches there, and a lot of the ECU administration, as you said, this this isn't some uh, we're sending you off uh, type of award. I mean, right. this is a pretty cool, active uh, award to, to receive. And like I said, there's just some amazing names uh, on that. So uh, a lot to talk about. Um, do you want to start with the early part? Sure. Or do you want to start modern and let me get some modern questions into you? <laughs> well, let's do the early first because a couple of things we need to clear up, Patrick. I, I absolutely did play uh, two years at East Carolina. Yeah. I, I was on the uh, freshman team in 1970. Right. Mike McGee was a head varsity coach. Remember, he only stayed mm-hmm. here a year. That's way before your time. And Henry, Henry Trevathan was the freshman coach. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then in 1971, Sonny Randall took over. Right. And I, I played a little bit as a freshman. So long ago, we had our own team. Yeah. Now, mm-hmm. in 1971, Patrick, uh, I was a, an extremely dependable scout team guy. <laughs> <laughs> and but so, you were there. <laughs> but I was there. And uh, then I, after uh, that year, I decided to stop playing and the time I was spending on football, I started working part-time jobs. Right. But what's amazing about it is to this day, what is that, 52 years ago? Yeah. I have friends that we talk to all the time and have great relationships. That was a really good uh, time, and uh, I'm so blessed to be a part of it. And the rest of the story is after I stopped playing, they went went on and won two Southern Conference championships. You were holding back. <laughs> That's the deal. You were holding so, back. So after they got me off the off the roster, right. they they started playing better. I think it, you were such a great scout team player <laughs> that there was nobody they if they could take care of you, there was nobody they could take care of. That's that right. That's right. You know, um, and then you, you you've had the Xerox business. Yeah, gosh, uh, for years and years and years here. In, yeah, in I was employed with Xerox Patrick for uh, fifteen years, and then the last. Well, since 95, what is that, 27 years? Yeah, well, that's I've, hard to believe, I've isn't been it? a self, <laughs> what they call a self-employed agent owner, and yeah. I'm, I've cut back, but I'm still actively involved and uh, very appreciative of that opportunity as well. That's one of those things, too, just staying active in something. Yes. is good for you. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I still got my toes in the water. We'll talk about that in a minute with uh, football as well a little bit. Well, um, when you said you started kind of working, was that out of necessity, just you know, to, or you just wanted some some money? There was no NIL back then, so yeah, you, <laughs> yeah. My, my my NIL was a cheese biscuit. <laughs> um, well, I wasn't. I could see the writing on the right. wall, and I, I was enjoyed being a part of it. But I, it was uh, we were doing okay as a family, but I, I knew it would help if I right. instead yeah. of getting X dollars for football, very minimal scholarship to get X plus working. Yeah, but it, it was I was fine with it, and it was they they weren't too broken hearted when I right. went to tell yeah. Coach Randall. <laughs> <laughs> but no, you got to stay. There was none of that. There was <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, good luck. <laughs> yeah, we'll offer you two cheese biscuits. <laughs> so, at what point do you decide? Okay, I still want to be involved in athletics in some way. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, my brother was a coach. He's since deceased, but uh, I knew I didn't think I wanted to do that. Right, and I got. Uh, met with Charlie Vincent over at the recreation department. Okay. And he and Boyd Lee put me into doing flag football, and I just got the bug right away, Patrick. I mean, I mean man, this is fantastic. So yeah. I, I signed on to do high school games, and there's there's not a crossroads in, from here at 95 East that I hadn't been to and yeah. worked high school games. And very fortunate to be able to be here in Greenville to go over to East Carolina all the time and do their scrimmages. Right. Okay. So they got that kind of got me a taste of the college uh, game and 
uh, it just one thing led to another, and I got into a different group uh, in 1986 and worked uh, for them that was called the Southern Independent. Mm-hmm. And at that time, it was phenomenal. It was Florida State, Miami, Louisville, oh, wow. C- Cincinnati, Tulane, East Carolina, uh, just Louisville, huge schools. But it sounds like you had a good number of years paying the dues at the high school level. Oh, I did. You, yeah. I, I was in high school probably 10, 15 years, maybe 10 or 12 years. So were you looking to go to college, or did it yes. just kind of naturally happen? Well, I, the 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 more the better I supposedly got at high school, right. I, I, <laughs> I, could, uh, I could see a taste for it. And again, those scrimmages at ECU, I was so blessed to be able to right. go over there. I mean, I drive a couple miles down the road and, and be at a uh, Division One. Uh, scrimmage opportunity that was huge yeah. in, in my development and uh, I made some applications and got in and then after six years with that Southern Independent group I got in the ACC in 92. Gotcha yeah uh, we and what a time to get in the ACC with yeah. Florida State yeah uh, ex- kind of raising that profile exactly yeah uh, Daryl Hawk Harrison is uh, with us here uh, it's great to have him in the studio uh, recently the outstanding contribution to amateur football award I was presented to him last Friday by the uh, National Football Foundation's Bill Dooley chapter. Uh, it uh, happened up at the Triangle. Uh, a gentleman uh, that uh, is, is well-known here, you got to call it BCS, yeah. National Championship yeah. game. We'll get into that in a little bit. When you officiated, uh, where you wound up college, what position as far as? I was as a side judge. Okay. So I was always downfield. uh 22 yards on the visiting team sideline. Okay. Now, late in my career, the last five years, we started flipping it at halftime, mm-hmm. like the NFL does. But right. For the great bulk of my year, I was always on the visiting team sideline. You got into uh, the high school and college. Was there any aspirations for the NFL, or did you just really like kind of like the college game? I had a couple buddies get into it late. You know, we had our, our child late in life. Lucas mm-hmm. was, was came in, came into this world uh, two days before I turned 40. Okay. <laughs> so uh, I had a couple of buddies in the NFL at that time. Patrick, they were asking NFL applicants to go to Europe right. and work, and I was starting the business. New dad, uh, starting the business as an independent right. Xerox guy. There's a lot of things and, going on and, in your life and, at that point. Yeah, and I just, I just decided I was going to try to be the best ACC guy I could be. Yeah. When you, that, that's not, and that's not to say I was good enough to get the right, NFL, but but, but you. The, Kind of knew right. what fit your lifestyle. Exactly. Yeah. So I never did pursue it after that. Did, were you doing a lot of Thursday games, uh, or do you kind of keep it relegated to well, the weekend? Well, usually it was Saturday, but um, Thursdays were fun to work because that's a high-profile game. Right. And you get back home, and I could often go see ECU play right. on the Saturday. So I'm not any more than normal. Though. Right. I got you. How did when you, how far in advance do you know your assignments when you when you're doing that? Uh, back in the day, uh, I think now they're getting them the whole the first four or five games in advance. Okay. Uh, when I first started, we were getting the whole year in advance. Okay. So, so you kind of so, knew. So you could plan. Right. Yeah. Would Would your wife or family ever go with? You oh, on sure. Trips? Yeah. Lucas and Sandy have been all over the country. Okay, that's pretty. Particularly cool. Particularly on bowl trips and right. some nice opportunities. For example, I, I had a game at Air Force, and oh. we make we'd make it a three or four day weekend. Gotcha. And that sort of stuff. So yeah, they've been we've been very fortunate and blessed by. So on the typical um, day in mm-hmm. the ACC, pardon me, in the ACC, you're going, you're leaving when to go to the, to the games? I mean, let's say it's up, let's say it's Clemson or, or Virginia. Yeah. Or, or even at maybe at Georgia Tech. But when are you typically leaving if it, if it's an overnight kind of thing? I think it's the same now. They, they're expected to be at the site at six o'clock Friday night before the game. Okay. And then there's a meeting, and 
all kinds of reviewing of what happened the week before in games and then another meeting Saturday morning to prep for that specific game, mm-hmm. then away to the game. And if you can get a flight back Saturday night, you're headed back home. But most, a lot of times it was Sunday morning early. Do you, are you did you fly a lot or did you drive uh, a lot I, more? I drove when I could. Yeah. Uh, you know, a lot of the schools in the ACC I could drive to. Right, right. But yeah. uh, um, it was probably 50-50. Yeah, yeah. I guess it depends on, too, if you're working a night game. You're right. probably definitely right. staying over right. there. That That's yeah. right. Uh, we've got the uh, the great Daryl Hawk uh, Harrison with us. Ben, how many breaks do we have? Do we need to get one in here? We, okay, so we're good. We're good on breaks. No, we got one more. We're, we got two. Okay. So one going out. Why don't we grab it? Could you, could you stay for Yes, sir. All right, sure. let's grab a break. I want to talk more about uh, Hawk's career, and I want, to, I want to ask you some, just your interpretation of uh, modern-day official as far as, you know, the replay and all that right. stuff. I, I'm anxious to get your opinion on all that. So uh, we'll come back and have more. So stay with us. home of Pirate Basketball, 94-3, the game. And now, the stunning conclusion of the show. It's the P-Man here on 94-3, the game. It is uh, great to have uh, Hawk Harrison in the uh, studio with us here. We used to do the... uh, Ask him officiate like something official. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then we got the ref Philip Pilkington, but he wanted no part of you today. He wouldn't show <laughs> up here today and go mano a mano with you as far as rules go. Uh, that is one thing, you know. Philip's a young guy, does some officiating. That's a big problem in the industry, isn't it? Right now, it's, it's just that next generation getting involved and participating. Patrick, it's it's really worrisome. I got a f- good friend that books the high school uh, football officials for Eastern North Carolina and. He's fortunate, and the East Carolina's here, and there's a lot of young kids that want to get involved. But as a as a North Carolina as a state and nationally, it is a big problem. You see it all the time: social media, what fans are doing, and it's just um, you're you're exactly right. We've got a pretty good base now, but if you look at the ages, all those guys are. What's going to happen in five to ten years? If you understand what I'm yeah, saying? No, absolutely. They're not. There's not a good backfill. You got to do bowl games. Yes. Uh, you got to do. Uh, uh, ACC championship games, yeah, but you got to do a BCS championship game in '09. Yes, that had I, to be. I mean, that's the pinnacle, right? That was unbelievable. It was in the Orange Bowl, um, Florida and uh, Oklahoma. Tebow, yeah, Tebow okay. was a quarterback yeah. for Florida, mm-hmm. and uh, Sam Bradford was a quarterback for Oklahoma. And uh, man, oh man, I, I really wasn't nervous. I was just more determined to to do a good job to uh, help reflect on all the people that helped me get there. You know right, what I mean? Right, and I, right. I, I, it was. A lot, a lot of folks helped me in my career. And the great news about the game, Florida won. But the great news, Patrick, no articles about the officiating <laughs> after the game. <laughs> now, in that, are you with your normal crew? Or no, you... it was kind of – you know, you're graded during the year and bowl games okay. are, are usually uh, given to the right, guys. The that, right. Yeah. With that said, that's it's a new crew. You're, I mean, I guess the it's the basics, yeah. you know, as we say, blocking and tackling. But, I mean, yeah. there is a rhythm that you kind of get in with with guys you work with regularly. Yeah, and as you, very, very good point. And you better get into it pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> Who was the coach that uh, just you remember bending your ear the most? The guy that's uh, dearly departed uh, fish coaching, not he's still living, I think, Bo Pelini at Nebraska. Okay. There's some video of him. Uh, Miami was at Nebraska about seven or eight years ago, and he uh, 
He he disagreed with a couple of things uh, that I, <laughs> that I call in in a very uh, vehement way. Okay. <laughs> who was the who was the real gentleman of all? You know that uh, bunch of them. Yeah. Bunch of them. Who were you, who were I don't want to say favorites, but just well, the, well Coach up. Bowden was absolutely first class. Yeah. Uh, he had a couple of assistants that could get a little sporty, but right. uh, Jim Grobe at Wake Forest yeah. was great. Tom O'Brien was really good. Yeah. Uh, Co- Coach Cutcliffe at Duke really good. A lot of good ones. If somebody handles it with a little humor, are they going to get a little further? Uh, I don't know if humor is appropriate at that time, but uh, well, a levity. But, you know what I'm little, saying? Uh, you know, maybe yeah. makes makes something that's we'll say a joking, but kind of a lighthearted remark to make their point instead yeah, of it, screaming and hollering. Yeah, Patrick, and, and just giving them sense that you're trying to listen to understand what they're asking you, and to let them know that. Uh, you're going to get them an answer. If it happened across the field, right, right. you know, it might not give me, give me to the next TV time, I'll get you an answer. Right. And that's a lot of it, too. It's not necessarily anything you've called. What happened over there? Can you? Right. Yeah. I, I, right. Yeah. Oh. And nowadays, the guys, were, I'm sure we're going to get into some technology. They're using the, what's called the O2O system. Mm-hmm. So everybody on the, on the cruise now, they can talk to one another inside the cruise. So now yeah. they can get that kind of information much quicker than we used to. Let me ask you this uh, really quick before we get into the technology part of it. And this, yeah. this sort of has. Uh, to a degree, something uh, to, to do with uh, with that, but I always picture that there's a lot of Monday morning griping. You know, I sent this to the league. How much is that? When you you have that meeting before the game, is that when that's addressed, or are you all communicating with the head of officials in the conference during the week? If there's a certain, and I'm not even saying a controversial call, but you know, just something that might have been questioned. Or how much of that goes on in the period of time before you go officiate your next game? Well, uh, <laughs> sometimes it happens on the way home. <laughs> I mean, if it were egregious enough, right? Uh, really, what he should—he any supervisor I've, I've had, and I've been blessed to have four great ones—they're just wanting to know, <clears throat> excuse me, an explanation so they can tell the coach, "Here's what the official saw, and here's why they made the call he did." Mm-hmm. So, very rarely it was a, a negative situation. It was more of an information gathering situation. I mean now, Patrick. Uh, I mean they're they're walking in the dress room. They got the game on their iPads. Right, right. So yeah, used to if you could make it to Tuesday and you didn't get a call, you've had a great great week. Right but now, yeah. I mean literally, it's twenty minutes after you get in the dress room. And it's not. I mean th- that's constructive. In a yeah, lot of absolutely. Cases. Yeah. yeah. Um, kind of what what's your involvement now? I know you're involved in some replay officiating yeah. and that sort. What, what's your involvement now? Well, I'm I'm somewhat limited with travel because of a, my health situation within my family, but mm-hmm. I, I can I've been very fortunate. The ACC's kind of kept me uh, tethered to the list, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm on the replay staff. I, I don't okay. I don't do any overnight, and I'm doing a little evaluating of officials too. Right. Uh, just enough to keep my uh, toes in the water, so to speak. Well, okay, so you're you're a replay official, let's say now. I mean, I think right. that's that's a good title for you. What do you what do you like well, about it? What what are some things you'd like to see improved? Well, what I love about it as a former official on the field is that it gives a chance to get the call right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and sometimes, as a fan, it, I, I'm just like everybody else. Why are they taking so doggone long? <laughs> But you know, you, if you got, you ever think to yourself, why is this taking so long? I'm looking at it. Well, keep keep in mind, and you're you're in this business. Uh, yeah. I mean, if you got 10, 12 cameras at a game, and you're trying to get the perfect shot that's going to show the ball in or out, or his yeah. foot in or out, or whatever, sometimes it takes a little time. <clears throat> and I, I I would heck a lot rather Patrick take an extra few seconds and get that last shot mm-hmm. than say uh, it's going to stand and then the play starts and. 
the good shot comes right, in and right. shows that you were wrong to let it continue. Yeah. You understand what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, I, I'm I'm a secondary role in the booth. I'm a, I'm a what's called a coordinator, a communicator. Okay. Uh, the replay official and then the communicator, and then most conferences, as you know, have also a command center. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of a lot of ways to use technology to get calls right these days. There's a million things we can ask you. We we got to go because we're out of time. Yeah. But uh, maybe during the season, get you back in. Sure. Talk one day about sure. goings on, and we'll we'll have you and Pilkington go mano a mano at that point. <laughs> uh, congratulations <laughs> on the you. honor you received, and thank you for coming. It's great to see you. I appreciate it. You look time. fantastic. Thank you, sir. Appreciate All right, time. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. AAC Media Day on the Patrick Johnson Show. Thanks to the Hawk for being with us, Ben and Chris, and uh, we'll see everybody tomorrow. Dancing. Baby, don't you forget about me